Hi friends, and welcome to Cat's Common Corner. This podcast was created by CanLearn Society to help educate parents on children's social and emotional learning. Hi, I'm Kat. I'm a registered psychologist and I'm here to provide a calm voice and a guiding hand to help support yours family's social and emotional development. In our last couple of episodes, we discussed how we can support our children in building healthy relationships. We talked about the foundation, like building good conversation skills, and how to examine if our relationship is healthy versus unhealthy. Today, we're going to take it a step further and really help our support our children in examining themselves and seeing how their actions can affect their friendships. This is such an important topic because it helps build trust in relationships and it helps allow other people around you feel comfortable and at ease. So today's topic, teaching our kids about expected behaviors. Let's talk about it. Expected behaviors. Have you heard of that word before? It might be new in your vocabulary. And let me start by explaining why I really like to use expected and unexpected behaviors in my vocabulary. When we say things like, that's appropriate, that's inappropriate, it puts a positive and negative connotation on an action. So we're teaching our kids that some actions are always wrong and some actions are always right. And as we know, life is not as black and white. There's some gray. So for example, running isn't a bad thing. It's not always wrong, but there is a place and time where it's expected, such as being loud. That's expected on the playground or in the gym, but not so much in a school library. This is why I like to switch things up and use the language expected versus unexpected because it helps remove those positive and negative connotation and simply state those actions as what they are. So we want to start introducing this in our everyday language. The first thing that we want to do is we want to ask our kids, have you heard of the word expected behaviors? Do they talk about it at your school or with some of the camps you've gone to? And if they say yes, that's a great conversation piece to start. But if they say no, this is a great teaching moment. Here's how I like to start it. If you are in the school library, what are three things that are expected of you? What are three things that we should do when we're in the school library? And you'll hear different answers like, you should be quiet, you should be reading, you should be grabbing your book and putting it back where you found it, and probably a bunch of other different expected behaviors as well. This kind of gets them in the mindset of understanding the different rules in different environments. 
And then I switch it up. I say, what if I was at the gym? Is there a different rule at the gym? Should I still be reading and being quiet? And they might laugh and say, no, in the gym you can be loud, but uh, you got to be quiet when the teacher's talking. And you got to be a good sport and you have to participate and you got to be careful with the gym equipment. And just getting them into the idea of these different rules. And that's when you bring up that conversation piece about running. So can I run in the gym? Oh, okay. What about in the library? Hmm. Does that mean running's a bad thing that I should never ever do? No. It just means there's a time and place for it. That's what expected behaviors are. Expected behaviors are the rules or the things we should do. Now, not only is it important to teach our kids about expected behaviors, but actually explain the why. I'm really big on explaining the why to kids. They're smart, they understand. And when they know the why behind it, they're more likely to solidify that skill or follow through. But if you just tell someone to follow expected behaviors, it kind of sounds like another rule, doesn't it? Here's a little visual for you. You can use this visual while you're explaining this to your kids. Imagine that you are sitting at a dinner table and all of a sudden you see somebody screaming at the top of their lungs, grabbing their food, throwing it on the floor, throwing it at other customers, and just yelling at the waiter the whole time. How would that make you feel? It would make me feel a little uncomfortable. Some people say they might feel a little bit angry or frustrated that this person is treating the waiter so badly. Others might say, if I knew that person, I would be embarrassed. And sometimes kids might even say, I might laugh a little bit. Yeah, because sometimes uncomfortable situations do make us laugh. What do you think about this person? You never met them. You don't know them, but you see this. Are you comfortable inviting them over to your house? Are you comfortable having dinner with them, uh, watching a movie together? And 99% of us would all say no. The reason why we would say no is because we would feel like we can't trust this person. If they're acting this way in a public restaurant, then most likely at my house, they might do something similar. You really want to get this visual in when you're talking with your kids. Now, of course, there are some individuals um, who do struggle with expected behaviors, and that's another important thing that we want to talk about is everyone is different. Everyone has different expectations and rules. Your two-year-old brother or sister they have different expectations than you as 10-year-old or 12-year-old, right? For them, they're going to play with their food a little bit. They are probably going to need some help while they go to the bathroom and they're going to go to bed earlier. Those are expected. But for you, there's different rules. So understanding that expected behaviors look different in different environments and for different people because we really want to create these empathetic children who are able to look past the black and white and understand that there is some gray in life. <clears throat> okay, so we talked about expected behaviors and we talked about why we follow them. I would follow this up by really asking our children, why do you think expected behaviors are so important in your friendships? If your friend was acting unexpected, how would that make you feel? And again, we probably get some annoying um, emotions, like frustrated or angry or even sad. 
But some people might even say, well, if my friend was showing unexpected behaviors, that might make me look bad too. Like if my friend is putting gum on their desk or throwing garbage around. So that gives us another key idea to expected behaviors. If we are showing all the right expected behaviors, but we hang out with groups who aren't, that can also change how people think and feel about us, can't it? It can always influence how other people see us. So not only is it important for me to show expected behaviors, it's also important to make sure the group I'm hanging around with is also showing those expected behaviors because not only can they influence how other people see me, they can influence my actions as well. It's a big conversation piece, isn't it? Expected behavior. Now, when you're teaching your kids about expected behavior, create this into a fun activity or game. I have parents hide different objects in each room around the house and a kid has to go and find it and then say the expected behaviors in each room. I have families who created into a game. They watch different movies. Um, Mr. Bean and Elf are great videos and movies for expected behavior and getting them to identify if it's expected or unexpected. So really make this a part of your everyday routine, lifestyle, bringing up in books that you're reading, movies that you're watching, and get them to kind of just solidify that skill. Once they have the basics of that skill, we want to take it a step further, okay? First, we want to talk about what if you don't know the expected behavior? Different countries, different cultures, and different environments all have different rules. What if it's your first day at a new school? Now you're entering junior high. How do you know what the expected behaviors are? It might be different than your elementary school. Or what if it's your first time at a friend's house? You're not too sure if you can have toys in the living room, the kitchen. You're not really sure if their pet is allowed upstairs or downstairs. How do we navigate it when expected rules are constantly changing? This has been a big one with COVID-19. Our expected behaviors have been changing every other week, haven't they? We wear a mask, we sanitize, we're not allowed gatherings. We're allowed gatherings with up to two families. Now we're allowed outside gatherings. Actually, now we're not. And you can imagine how confusing this is for us as adults, let alone kids. So what do we do when we don't know the expected behavior? There's a couple of easy things that we can do actually. It's not as scary as it may sound. Number one is asking. If I'm going to a new country or I'm going to a friend's house and I'm not sure the expected behaviors, it's always okay for me to ask. It shows that I'm willing to learn and it shows that I really do care about my actions in that place. So, hey, is it okay for me to keep my shoes on or should I take them off? Or, hey, in this country, is it considered impolite for me to point? I want to make sure I don't offend anybody. So doing our research and asking those around us. The second thing that we can do is some environments might even have rules posted somewhere. So you're going to a new swim park or entertainment place. They usually have rules around, like please take your shoes off. Uh, please make sure there's no running by the swimming pool, no diving in the shallow end. And these are also other clues for us 
to see what the expected behaviors are. And lastly, if you're in a place where there are no clues around you, and maybe there's no one around you that you can ask or you feel a little bit embarrassed, this is where we want to observe and see what the majority is doing. Yes, it's a bit of a guess, but if most people are taking their shoes off, for me, that's a sign that that's the expected behavior in that environment. And it's important to look around and see what others are doing. Again, I really like the movie Alpha for this example because it's his first time in the big city and he used to be in the North Pole and he does a lot of kind of ridiculous, unexpected things. He's talking to strangers he doesn't know. Um, he's hopping on the crosswalk. And at first you're like, hey, that's really unexpected. But you realize that Elf just didn't really know. Nobody guided him through. And this brings me to another important part. Unexpected behaviors aren't always me being loud and yelling and screaming and throwing stuff. Unexpected behaviors can be small things that might make people feel a little bit more uncomfortable. Things like chewing with your mouth open, picking your nose, standing too close to someone when you're talking, or having a really loud voice. These aren't things that are super um, frustrating, but they can be slightly awkward to be around. And so expected behaviors are not only small things, but big things as well. And that's important for us to realize. Okay, we've talked about how to explain expected behaviors to our children. We've talked about different examples and activities that we can do. And we've talked about taking it further and if we don't know the environment. The final thing that I want to talk about when it comes to expected behavior is what happens if I do a mistake. This is key when you talk to your children. We live in a world where we think that we have to be perfect at all times. And this is a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety, especially on our little ones. And we want to teach them that these mistakes are okay. There are going to be days where we do something unexpected. And that's normal and that's natural. But how do we fix it? Well, it's a pretty simple answer. If we do something unexpected, number one, we own up to it. Number two, we apologize. And number three, we change our behavior. All three of these are crucial to show us that we're learning and we genuinely don't want to make this mistake again. So number one, owning up to it. A lot of times mistakes can make us feel uncomfortable and we like to blame different things around us. Oh, well, there wasn't a sign that told me, oh, well, last time I did it, it was fine. So I thought this time it was fine. And although those are all valid, in the end, we did something unexpected and we might have upset someone around us. So it's important for us to own up to our mistakes. You know what? You're right. I did this and it made somebody upset and I shouldn't have done it. Number two apologize. A lot of times we think about saying sorry, but we don't actually say it out loud. And adults, I'm looking at you too. We are huge culprits of this. Actually saying the words I'm sorry is a huge thing. It shows strength and it shows that you care and it's important for an individual to hear that. So in order to solidify a relationship, to smooth it out when there's a bump, owning up and saying, you know what? I'm so sorry. 
keeping it simple as that. No excuses. This upset you and I'm sorry. But the final step is showing that we learned from our mistakes and actually changing our behavior. So I like to use the examples of the muddy boots. Imagine I came into your house with these big muddy boots. I got mud all over your kitchen and you'd look at me and you'd say, cat, what you got the whole kitchen mess. It's all, it's a mess in here. Please take your muddy boots off. And I go, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. I'll take them off right away, but I keep them on. Now I go upstairs and I get mud all over your upstairs carpet and you go, Cat, I already told you we're not allowed to have the boots in the house. You're getting the carpet now dirty. Please take them off. I go, right. I'm so sorry. You did tell me that. I'm so sorry. And I keep them on and I go in your bed and I sit in your bed with my big muddy boots. Some of you cringed at that, I bet. Well, an apology isn't just saying, I'm sorry. It's following up by changing your actions. Sometimes we're going to mess up a And that's okay. As long as we keep trying, keep learning, and own up to our mistakes, that's the best thing we can do in our friendships and relationships. And that's a healthy way for us to learn from our mistakes. Expected behaviors. There is a lot to talk about, isn't there? Well, since we're getting close to the end, before I leave you, I want to give you a challenge for this week. I think challenges are important as they really help us understand and develop. Kids want to show expected behaviors, but often their emotions get in the way. When a place is new or really exciting, that's when you'll notice unexpected behaviors pop up. So your challenge for the week, before you go to a new place or an exciting place like the mall or going to see a friend's house, make sure to review the expected behaviors with your children. And these can be done quickly in the car. Hey, we're about to go to the airport. We're about to go to a nice restaurant. Can you tell me what the expected behaviors are? This is a really great way to be proactive and to help eliminate any unexpected things that might pop up when we get super excited. See how that challenge works for the week and if you notice any changes or improvement in your family. That's all for today. I hope that this week you learned something new about you and your family and expected behaviors. You take care and we'll chat soon. Bye.